Podcast, episode 19. I'm your host, Patty Johnson. This is the podcast where we talk about how to get more shows, grants, and residencies. And on this podcast, I want to talk about all the things that go into the skill assessments we do for artists inside the membership network that I run, because I thought going through them might help you do the same for yourself at home. This process is something that we use so that we can identify where to focus your efforts. I'm also trying something new with this podcast. I'm doing a podcast series. So yesterday you heard from me about websites, and we really dug in on that part of the assessments. If you haven't heard that podcast, go back and and take a listen to it. I think it's pretty key. And today we're going to be talking about Instagram. So a bit of background for those who missed it. The assessments exist to help our members figure out where to focus their energy inside the membership so that they make visibility gains very quickly. We have a self-assessment form that asks members to rank their abilities one through five in all of the major communication areas, website, social media, artist statement, gallery, museum relationships, grants, taxation, studio. Taxation isn't really a communication area, but you get this sense of how big this uh, assessment is because we try to get all of the different areas for you. And I've been thinking about the assessments a lot lately because I'm hosting a free live masterclass on how to get seen in the art world on Tuesday, May 9th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which also marks the opening of our quarterly enrollment period. So I'm going to be doing a lot of assessments at this time A lot of members will be taking them. And so it's something that I'm just naturally thinking about. And I've got some special bonuses lined up for this live class that I haven't offered before that I think you're really going to dig. They're a little bit of a secret, so I can't tell you right now, but I'm super psyched about them. So even if you have seen this class, I do recommend attending because these bonuses are going to be really sweet. And of course, I've also updated the class a little bit so that you have all the most recent information. Now, of course, as a note to network members, you already have these lessons inside the portal, so you don't need to attend this particular free class. Now, yesterday, I discussed what I evaluate when I look at websites. And today, we're going to talk about Instagram, specifically social media. Now, that's the second thing I look at after I look at websites, and I look at it pretty closely because aside from going to shows and openings, it's the best thing you can do to increase other people's awareness of your art. Now, I want to begin by acknowledging that this platform, Instagram, just is not what it used to be. It is very hard to grow your following right now on that platform. And there have been a slew of recent articles about how larger social media sites are failing users. And it's kind of unclear what's next. So Brian Chen at uh, the New York Times wrote that the future of social media was going to be a whole less social. That's actually the headline. And partially, he says, that's because most sites are sort of turning into shopping centers like Instagram or are being destroyed by their owners in other ways, for example, Twitter. Now, without an obvious alternative, what he noted was that a lot of people are turning to smaller 
micro networking sites. And that's one of the reasons, to be quite honest, that I think my membership network will become even more important to artists in the future because we have built in social networking as a component to the website. So when you join, you know, you have something that's sort of similar to a Facebook feed, but we customize it completely to the needs of artists. All that said, Instagram is not dead. It's not dead yet. I don't know if it'll ever truly be dead. <laughs> you know, it the fact remains that artists find more opportunities through Instagram than they would if they weren't on it at all on it at all, right? So I don't know a single gallerist working at an emerging level who doesn't look at an artist's feed when they're followed, right? Like that's just part of the job. And we have members who have refreshed their accounts, used the curriculum to do so, and gotten solo shows within a few days of doing so through Instagram. Now, I am not going to pretend that that's a typical result. I'm very glad that it happened, but I would not say that every member that we have refreshes their Instagram and then suddenly they have solo shows. But then again, I would say that getting opportunities from Instagram is not atypical, right? When members do the things in our curriculum, we usually see that they see results, that something shifts. And that's because the fact is, is that Instagram still helps you. Can you do it without Instagram? Sure. Would it be easier to do it with Instagram? Yes. And so that's why I recommend that you take Instagram seriously. So when I look at an Instagram account that I'm reviewing, the first thing that I look at is what you post in the main feed. Now, this may sound obvious, but if you are taking shitty pictures of your video or art, or maybe you're not even taking pictures of your art and you're posting it on the feed, it's going to be really hard to connect with galleries and collectors and curators. Instagram, like let's say you're taking intentionally shitty pictures, right? Like that's fine, but you also have to know that Instagram is not a friendly platform for slow conceptual based art. Like most users are scrolling through at a pretty fast clip. And this is like a little bit of marketing stuff that you can, you, you know, either take into consideration or, or just forget because it's something you're profoundly uninterested in. But the standard number of times that somebody needs to see your work before they remember your name is something insane now, like 40 times. And if I'm thinking about my own use of Instagram, I kind of know this to be true. Like it really takes me a long time to remember individual usernames because I see so many. Now that number, so that number now is 40. It used to be, I believe it was like 2016, it used to be seven. So, and when I heard that number, in 2016, like 2000, you know, I thought it was insanely high when I heard that number. That's just to say that people need to see your work a lot before they remember it. Anyway, what you post is the most important thing of all the things you're going to do, because if it's not interesting to anyone else, no one's going to care. And so what you don't want is for no one to care about what you're posting, right? 
Uh, how often you post is also important. Instagram rewards cons consistency. Also, the more you do something, the more likely you are to get better at it. So you're always learning, but you also need to post what you man what you can manage. So I always say that posting once a week and then spending the rest of the time commenting is better than posting seven days a week and burning out, right? It's also better than posting seven days a week and then not talking to anyone because the whole point of the platform is to get connections with people. If you're not talking to anyone, you might as well not use it. These are things that I'm looking for when I review an account, but I also look at the profile and that is the second most important part of your Instagram. So I'm looking at things like, is your profile picture legible? Have you described what you do accurately? So for example, here, artist is not enough. That's not enough to tell me why I should follow you. Have you told people how to contact you? Like, email or DM. You have to tell people what to do and how to do it in order for them to do that. Because if you don't do that, like it's a, it creates a kind of social friction for lack of a better word. And people will feel like they are imposing on you. And you never want somebody who wants to show your work to feel like they're imposing by contacting you in any way. You want to tell them like, hey, I would love for you to contact me because you do. That's what you want. And, you know, also I look for things like, have you demonstrated your expertise in any way? Like in your bio, have you put your upcoming shows, representation, awards? Now, the best way to do this is not to cram all this information into a link tree that nobody reads or the extra five links that Instagram now gives you, I think this came out a couple weeks ago, that will just overwhelm the viewer or the user into following none of those links. One of the things with those five extra links is that they get cut off. They're truncated anyway, so you'd have to click to even see them. Anytime somebody has to use extra clicks, they miss things. Uh, so that's why I think it's really important to, to give people as little clicking as possible. Now, in order to really optimize your bio, you have to wordsmith these things because you have very few words. Now, this isn't something that I'll get into in an assessment, but what I do do typically is that I will help people in our group coaching sessions or inside the portal. So you'll find out, you know, I may say like, you know, I've looked at your bio, uh, these things need attention, take a look at the curriculum, and then I'll also suggest either coming to a group coaching session or asking about it in the portal where myself or one of the uh, staff will offer support. Now, the next thing I look at is what's in your stories. So the posts last for about 24 hours and in stories, and they can be literally anything. And that's because they're, it's short form, right? And for me, like what I like is for the person to sound like a human, right? So the more it seems like you're talking to me, a human, 
the more I tend to respond to the feed. And that's true even when I don't care about the art that much. Because art isn't just about aesthetics, it's really a medium that facilitates relationship building. So your personality is really important here. And I think that it's part of cultiv like your job in part is to cultivate a relationship with the work similar because you already have one, right? You wanna share that relationship with people. And when you are able to do that effectively, people are going to get excited about your work and wanna talk to you about it. Now, one thing I will say though is, and this is kind of interesting, I'd say that about like less than 60% of the artist Instagram accounts that I assess use stories regularly which means there is a whole lot of room for you to grow with Instagram because there's a lot of low-hanging fruit out there. The stories are really important. They're how you position yourself as an artist, the work that you're sharing, that you have an affinity work with, like your process, the news that relates to your work. They're also a way to give collectors, curators, and dealers a way to reach out to you. So, cause they're not going to do that in the comments. It's too public, but if you're doing, you know, posting stories, it's very easy, much easier to send a DM via a story than it is a post just because of the way that that medium is structured. And if there are any members who are listening to this podcast right now, know that within the portal, there is a whole Instagram walkthrough on stories and exactly how they work so you know how to do that. So whenever I see that an artist isn't using stories in my assessments of like their all of their support materials, I always refer them to the curriculum because it does show you exactly what can go in there, how to post that at the stories and to do so without exhausting yourself because as a point of reference the Instagram experts that I follow, of which unfortunately are quite a few, they recommend five posts a day. And I think that that is insane for an average person to post five times to your stories, even if they're just throwaway posts. That's a lot. Start with one or two and build from there. Finally, when I look at an artist's Instagram account, I usually look for, uh, and you'll have to excuse the icky term here, but for what marketers call social proof and recognition. I put that in quotes, but you can't see that because this is a podcast. But in human terms, what this means are like pictures of your shows, your work in people's homes, that sort of thing. That's proof that people like the work that it's being shown at big venues, that you are recognized in some way. And we all start somewhere, right? So you may not have a lot of this at first, but you can build. Now, one thing you'll note about this is when I say all of, like when I give you all these tips, I think most of it will seem relatively straightforward to you, right? And that's because this stuff isn't really that complicated. Now, that doesn't mean it's not hard. If it were easy, we, would, we wouldn't be talking about this, right? Posting with an audience in mind is a completely different mindset than when you're making work in the studio. 
And it can be really hard to separate those things, right? Because when you're making work in a studio, you're making it for you. You're not thinking about anybody else and you probably shouldn't be, right? When you're posting on Instagram, you do need to post with an audience in mind. So you you really want to do things like block out time for social media, which is what I do so that when I'm off, I can focus on other things entirely. And when I'm on, I'm just thinking about you, right? And that's the way that I think we should sort of frame Instagram. Now, that's it for today. And the next episode, I'm going to talk about gallery and museum relationships. And we're going to go do a deep dive into what's needed to build these relationships and what I do to help artists on Netflix with the assessments that I do, because I do look at your CV and you know what I can tell about how you're building these relationships so that I can advise you on what to do to build a more like robust practice in that way. So I will talk to you very soon. Thank you for listening. If you like the show, please leave a review and share it with a friend. It really helps get that valuable information out to more artists just like you. You can find all of the names and the links that we reference in this conversation at workshop.art slash podcast.